everybody, this is Javin. And this is Esther. And welcome to another episode of Millennial Runs, a podcast where we have revealing conversations for millennials. Thank you so much for the feedback you gave us for our first episode. We have taken it into consideration and we shall be releasing episodes every other week. In this episode, we're going to talk about aesthetics. And the brief breakdown of the episode is how assertive are we in the global market? What is assertiveness anyway? Does how we were raised affect how we approach work and how aggressive we are? Stay tuned for more. So Esther, what what do you think assertive? What what comes to your mind when someone says assertiveness? Um, I think assertiveness is being self-confident enough to be able to boldly mm-hmm. express yourself. So assertiveness is a, goes a step further than just you know being confident or being assured in who you are. It's the ability to express that in a confident but also respectful manner. That's how about you, Javin? What True. Um, yes, I think I have the same uh, same belief of what assertiveness is: being able to express yourself, your thoughts in an open manner, and also uh, from my dive in the internet trying to look for answers it's appears on a scale between being passive and aggressive so it's in the middle there being able to speak up but not to go over other people's needs or to encroach on other people's space that's what i think assertiveness would be absolutely and i agree with you. yeah and then yeah i think the reason why this uh, conversation of assertiveness came about is um we have both got the privilege of interacting in international spaces. That's, for example, like working with colleagues or acquaintances who are in international space. That would be like remote work or uh, working abroad or things of that nature. And we realize that when we come into that space as Ugandans, we are not assertive enough. We do not speak up. I think it's an important topic to look at, for example, for millennials, because we are looking at opportunities that are barrier-breaking, so we're not just limited to the Ugandan space. Yes. And I think it's an important conversation to have. Why do you think we're not assertive enough from your experience? Um, I know from my personal experience, um, I'll briefly share my story, is that um, the first time I got the opportunity to live and work abroad was much later in life so my early 20s i know people will be like later in life but my early 20s, <laughs> so i had not really interacted outside of uganda so we were pretty much the same and then after university i got the opportunity to go abroad and i saw how assertive and bold and confident uh, my fellow edgemates were my fellow workmen and then i think it is then that i realized how different I was raised and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just started to see the differences because I was raised or I, yeah, I am a Muganda girl and was raised in a Christian background. And those are not bad things. It's just that they influence how you interact with other people who are raised to be humble, who are raised not to brag, who are raised not to speak too loud. You know, you can speak up, but not too loud. You are raised not to be prideful and all of those things. And I think when I went abroad, it was... It was a shocker for me because then I could not even speak up about the work that I was doing, things that I had genuinely earned. I couldn't speak up. I found myself um, condemning myself for being proud or for being arrogant, yet that wasn't necessarily the case. I think for me, 
that's when I started to see the difference in how um, I was raised or the difference in culture or the difference in what you tell yourself and all of those things. And so I think culture and the way we were raised plays a big role in how assertive we are in the workspace. And I, and I, I, and I wonder why, uh, why do you think we're being raised to be these passive uh, or submissive people? Do you think it's just a cultural thing or do you think, um, I, because it's hard to get an explanation to why uh, they don't encourage speaking up and being aware of your surroundings. I don't know. So I think when they raised us, when they raised us that way, I don't think it's from a bad place or maybe to dumb us down. I think it's just more of a place from a place of you don't want to become too prideful or you don't want to become too arrogant or the fall from up hurts more than the fall from, you know, when you're a little bit next to the bottom, you know, such kinds of uh, synonyms or whatever. So, yeah, but do you think uh, being outspoken and being able to express your beliefs and needs is prideful or arrogant? No. And I think we were not taught how to navigate that. We were not taught how to be humble, but be assertive. We were not taught how to be confident um, but be respectful and all of that. For example, like, I don't know how many girls, but I most definitely did not get it in the home that I grew up in. I was never told that you're beautiful, you're smart. I don't know if parents thought about it as if you tell your kid that a lot, it will get into their heads and make them arrogant or prideful. But I was never told that. And I was never told that you can do it or you can go into a workspace and be confident. I was never taught all of that. So I had to navigate that for myself. So I don't really understand um, where these cultures come from or where these habits that the people who raised us, I don't know where they got them from. But I think you can navigate be between being assertive and confident and still being respectful and kind. So it's not as assertiveness equals arrogance. But unfortunately, for this particular one, I don't really, there's not legitimate reason why we were told to keep quiet or don't show off or don't do this. I guess they were trying to cap arrogance and pride, but I mean, I yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But then uh, what I can think of uh, in terms of um, why they would want or why their approach was that way is because it, they've grown up in a community-based uh, system where you're just in a community interacting with people, yeah. not necessarily in a space where you're trying to uh, make a career or trying to interact with people with different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. So it's just limited to their community so i guess that behavior or that attitude works in that space where you're just sitting at home just talking to neighbors just interacting with people who are familiar with what you're saying or with your behavior because i think in uh, other spaces where there are people from different cultural backgrounds it's okay, why isn't this person speaking up? Or And I think when you're in the Ugandan space, if you don't speak up, people are reading other visual, other cues and non-verbal cues. Yeah. So maybe they can pick up from that. But then here, people want to, they, they're not going to read your mind. They're not going to assume. They're not going to um, come up with all these conclusions for you. So I think maybe that's where that would come from. And also to tell like a personal story about assertiveness, I'm studying abroad and when I came here, it's expected of you that you already know certain uh, kind of things from your bachelor's, so they're not going to go back into the basics. 
And as someone who has come from not an an unassertive uh, environment or uh, like class participation becomes limited because you're trying to hold back, you're trying to, you're trying not to be overbearing to other people, but then to your colleagues or to your classmates, you just come off as passive, as like, okay, maybe this person doesn't know what they're doing. So that affects you in terms of getting like group work done because most of the work is done in groups. So like, oh, uh, this person is always quiet. Maybe they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So that affects you in the end because they're not seeing they're not seeing any of your opinions, any of your beliefs being said, and they're not going to imagine them. So you're just this person who's just trying to actually be passive and not say anything, and then in the end that works against you because you don't have quality uh, people to work with in like group projects and that can, that can affect your your grade. So that's something I had to learn the hard way that you need to speak up, you need to um, be vocal of exactly what you feel. It doesn't have to be right, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be premium proper, but it has to be something that you actually uh, practice so that you don't end up in the background. And then Absolutely. I was also looking up online, what do you think, uh, why do you think this behavior, because as we grow, we have the choice to change this behavior. I don't know if you should call it a behavior. Do you think it's a behavior? I think so. Okay. So as we grow up, you have the chance to, okay, like, okay, this is not, this is not a correct behavior. So why do you think we sometimes still carry on that behavior into our adult life? Um, just to take us back a little bit, when you were talking about mm-hmm. how our parents grew up in communities um, and they were comfortable with other forms of communication and because they didn't truly interact outside, they became, um, that their other forms of communication became effective. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're operating in an, a, a, a community where you all communicate the same, then there's no reason to be assertive. If anything, the assertive person will be deemed as the rude one or the outcast or anything. But I guess for us as millennials who are working on a global level, working, um, competing on a global level, it is important to express ourselves beyond uh, the communication styles that we were raised with. To take on your next point, I think people become uncomfortable with change. We live in a generation that says that they appreciate change. They love change. Mm-hmm. They're all about change. We want to be diverse. But that's not really the case on individual basis, at least for some people, right? So you have people who, you know, I wasn't taught to love, so I don't know how to love. And I'm like, well, you're 25 years old now. If you want to learn, yeah. you have someone, go and learn how to do it. You know, I wasn't told... To communicate so i don't know how to communicate my feelings i'm like well learn how to communicate you know if you have to take a course take a course similarly if you have problems with assertiveness or conflict resolution or self-expression there are courses for that now you can get a coach who can help you so i think people love to make point of how you know we were we were raised like this or raised like that but are not willing to take the necessary steps to change that. We were all raised the same. We were all raised to be quiet. We were all raised to be passive and not to be, you know, bold. And some of us have had to learn the hard way, like you and me, right? We mm-hmm. go into real life situations 
and we had to figure all those emotions out and then we had to learn but now there's the internet you watch series you watch movies you're seeing fellow agements doing amazing things so you can now choose to learn you know you don't have to be you don't have to wait to be in a tight situation to learn i think that's something that um our generation needs to do more you don't have to wait to um to be in a situation where you need to resolve a conflict to then learn conflict resolution you get you don't need to wait to be in a situation where you have to communicate to learn how to communicate you can practice uh, you can take courses there's courses for this you can read articles online so that you're prepared i would say the same thing for assertiveness there's all these courses mm-hmm. and uh, speaking coaches that can help you become more assertive and more bold with your opinions true and i was also reading that it's actually a learned behavior so you have to learn yes. how to be assertive yeah. and and also to go back as reading an article from Center for Clinical Interventions. It's a psychotherapy research training. And they gave some uh, reasons to why, well, research reasons as to why some people are not, as, as to why you can be unassertive or not assertive in certain situations. Mm-hmm. They gave a couple of points such as uh, self-defeating beliefs. So where you have negative statements about yourself, I think that draws into like esteem. Yeah. And how actually being unassertive affects your esteem. Uh, skills deficit, you don't have the verbal and nonverbal skills to communicate to be assertive. Anxiety and stress, situation evaluation, and culture, uh, culture influences. Most of us fall into cultural influences and also... And also, I think, a bit of skills deficit and self-defeating beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, we are not uplifted. But I guess also the thing is, it's not like we're now adults. It's no longer our parents' fault that oh, they did this. Like yeah. the ball is in our hands now. Yeah. yeah, we have to take like active, active steps to try to improve ourselves and try to speak up because these opportunities won't bring themselves. Like if you don't speak about your skills, no one will know. What, how skilled you are, no one will know. The accompli- uh, accomplishments you've had, because you accomplish things, you achieve things, for them to take you to the next level, right? Yeah. And if someone doesn't know about these accomplishments, then it's as good as not doing it, it's as good as not achieving it. Because if you achieve something and keep it, what, is, what was the use in the first place? You could have just stayed home. Yeah. And then also that brings me to um, another point of how do you think this plays into the workplace, like being assertive in the workplace? How do you differentiate like being assertive from passive aggressive to actually aggressive? And do you think being assertive in the workplace is something we need to practice? Yes, yes. And I believe that it's a skill that's learned over time. So you have to give your Mm -hmm. time. I think assertiveness in the workplace is, is being able to communicate your thoughts and not be afraid whether they are right or wrong. You put them out there and be open to learning. And it's also being able to communicate your wins and your losses without overly emotionalizing them. And by emotions, I mean, sometimes I think the reason why people do not want to be assertive or why they fear to is that they 
sometimes emotions are involved too involved too much and i think when you're being assertive emotions shouldn't play a huge factor i don't know if that makes sense because yeah it does make sense be is an emotional person in the workplace who is either always complaining about something or feeling cheated or yelling or being angry or moody i think being assertiveness is being uh, being assertive is being able to put emotions at the bottom or out of the picture completely and communicate like an adult and being able to not be afraid to put your ideas out there open to learning communicate your wins communicate your disappointments what you'd like to see those things i think it's very necessary in the workplace otherwise people go on for years and years and there's someone that's bothering them or there's something that they hate that could have been fixed but they never said anything and of course there's circumstances where you can't change something and being okay with that but there are circumstances where you could have changed something but you did not yeah and i guess also if like so if you want to progress in the workplace yeah. let's say get a promotion you have to speak up right yes you yeah you have i think what i can say with the workplace about like would you think it's meaningful to like develop a new persona because like the same assertiveness you have at work yeah or in professional spaces if you bring that assertiveness home or well, some parents may not appreciate it or some relatives <laughs> absolutely um so would you have to like split yourself into like these two yes. or three people yes yeah. yes um i know that i'm an introvert naturally but mm-hmm. never believe this the people who see me at work think i am an ambivert or an extrovert it's important to have what they call profiles right your profiles mm-hmm. yeah so i have my me profile esther esther on a saturday morning at home alone there's that profile then there is monday morning esther and there is social esther who has to go to work events and close deals and that sort of thing or facilitates uh trainings so you have to know your profiles and you have to learn how to switch between those profiles it's very important and again it's a learned skill it's a learned skill and, and i had to learn it the hard way but now i'm very comfortable right so there is monday morning me and i know how to switch into saturday morning me and i know how to switch into i'm representing my organization me so it's important to have these profiles right because then even the assertiveness knows when to come out for example i'm not going to be assertive in my parents house they <laughs> different right and they're very emotional yeah. parents they'll think it's disrespectful for me to say my piece while in the workplace it's very important for me to come on head on and be bold in what i'm saying and then it's important for me to also know when to take charge right and be the leader and be the trainer and all of those things. So it's important to have these profiles. You need to understand who you are and be comfortable with that and then understand how easy it is for you to make the switch or how to make the switch. I think that's what I would say. I think it's important for every person, every millennial to have your profiles and to have a good understanding of them and to know mm-hmm. who is operating when or which profile is operating when that's very important yeah. and i also would like to hear from you about how if you have profiles as a student right do you have student you but then you also have real you and then you also have <laughs> the one that they know at home those kinds of things so i actually realized that the person i am uh well there's like the groups so the person I'm, 
I am at home is different from the person I am in like in the world out there. Yeah. And then in the world out there, it's also subdivided in different at school at because like for um for school, for example, for a master level, you need to be able to network through to get opportunities, to get publications, to get research projects. You need to be able to network. You need to be able to speak up and get out there. The same thing as you said, like giving a presentation. So they need to see your qualities at the front. Yeah. They need to be able to say, okay, this person can present. This person is has a good command of the English language. This Also all these things. So, and... They cannot see that if you're just passive and just walking through, walking through the hallways. Mm. And also it would be hard for you uh, to make uh, friends because everyone wants to see your culture. Everyone wants to see your, uh, your personality. So if you're not assertive, if you do not share your beliefs, your opinions, then you're just some lonely person. Yeah. And yeah. And also to talk about the persona, um, I think I have a persona. I think I have multiple personas. <laughs> but then that makes me wonder if... Because someone would say, okay, is that being fake? Do you think that's being fake? No. Yeah? I think, I think being fake is when you're not comfortable with who you are. So you have to mm-hmm. get this other person that you think people will accept. Mm-hmm. I think it's very different. I think... But then someone would argue that, okay, um, because you're trying to be assertive in this one persona, mm-hmm. you're looking for acceptance. So hence being fake. Well, I would argue it like this. I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. with who I am and I know who I am. But who I am... Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the difference between profiles and creating a fake persona is that you're projecting different a different side of yourself to a different market let me say you're marketing mm-hmm. the same product but marketing mm-hmm. in a different way and bringing out um its best qualities in a different way to different people right? mm-hmm. so i would say that when a person is being fake they're not comfortable with who they are and therefore they 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 create this person that they will they think will easily be accepted however in profiles, I am um, passionate about my profession, which means when I go out mm-hmm. to represent the organization that I work for, I want these people to see how passionate I am about the organization that I work for or the work that I do. But they're not going to know yeah. it if I'm somewhere seated in the corner being an introvert and not talking about the work that we do. They will not know, right? So I have to, I think we all have the ability to bring that confidence out of ourselves. It's in there. You just have to learn how to bring it out. It's in there. Profiles will just be like, if I'm talking to these people, I'm going to bring out this this thing, this other side of myself. And if, if I'm going to talk to these people, I'm going to bring out this other side of myself. It's still me. It's just me operating in different ways. That's how I would say it. So, so then that would bring me back to the argument of people who say, you know, I can't do those things. You can. It's a learned skill and you already have all the raw material inside of you. Ask people on a one-on-one, what do you like to do? And they'll answer you, which means they have all the information. They just need to learn how to bring it out. Ask them, what do yeah. you like to do? What are you passionate about? On a one-on-one, they will say it, which means the yeah. problem is that they don't have the information. The problem is that they don't know how to bring it out in different settings. Yeah. 
And also think also like for for things like networking. Yeah. Because from a previous episode, we used to work together. So we mentioned that we used to work together at some point, some a, little, a few years back. Like during networking events, sometimes you tend to like stick with a friend, like, oh, this is my comfortable spot. So I'll just talk to Esther because we are friends and all of that. Yeah. You're just trying to avoid the awkward, the awkward scenarios, like trying to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And I guess also that falls into not being assertive, like, okay, because Esther will be here, but you need to make these other connections. Maybe that's where your next job is coming from, or maybe this is where your next opportunity is coming from. So what I learned is like, I was trying to be afraid, like, okay, I cannot talk to these people or, and then you talk to them, you're like, okay, we realize that you don't want to talk to anyone. So we're just staying away from you or, oh, you're, you're very interesting. Uh, I couldn't know that, but from the time we met, you were always quiet. Yeah. So all of these opportunities are just getting passed by you because you're not speaking up. Maybe it's the promotion. Maybe it's uh, something. But then, like, they won't know your personality uh, before you speak up. Absolutely. And also, with also with the personas, like, well, I said it could be fake, but... I don't know if this is a wrong message to put out there, but sometimes like fake it until you make it. <laughs> True, uh, because okay, not fake, fake it, not bringing non-existent things, but like harnessing what you already have and bringing the good qualities to the front. Yeah, I guess that's not faking it, right? It's not. I. I it's not. I think if that yeah because just taking out a few things yeah. and bringing another thing like highlighting a few things and keeping a few things that that are not relevant that moment mm. yeah yeah but also fake it until you make it I I wouldn't say I'm I'm not op- <laughs> I'm not really opposed <laughs> because everyone has to do everyone has to do what they have yeah, to do. Do it. Hmm? I mean, the good Lord knows the times when I've had to fake it because yeah. you're really stretched out of your comfort zone, and in that mm-hmm. moment, you're like, "I'm just going to, I'm just going to project and be this person, although I'm not really." And we'll figure yeah. out the, <laughs> the mechanism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess everything has its proper balance. Um, you want to yeah. until you learn how to do it properly, but you don't also don't want to overly fake it and become this person that's not recognizable. So I guess finding mm-hmm. your ground is what I yeah. feel. Yeah. Have you had an experience whereby, uh, like, like a before and after, where like you were not being vocal, but then you started being uh, assertive, or maybe you were not being or you are being aggressive, but then you brought it down to being assertive. You saw like results. Yeah, I think. Is there anything you can think of? Yeah, I think the first time I had to supervise someone, I didn't mm-hmm. know how to navigate being a leader and being assertive and strong and bold as a female leader. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really know how to do it so I ended up not doing a very good job and the person had a 
mature conversation with me and I was able to take it with, with grace. And so I realized yeah. that you don't have to overdo it um, to get the point across and mm-hmm. you can, you can uh, take it down a notch and still be assertive and still be a leader whilst still being respect, uh, respectful. So that's why actually it brings me back to assertiveness does not equal to arrogance or pride. There is a huge difference. And I think for me, I learned that the hard way. So yeah, they, I definitely had that and I took it down a notch and became a person who was still assertive and communicative, but also respectful. Yeah. And also I think sometimes like it can easily, uh, some people might interpret being assertive to being aggressive or passive aggressive, mm. which I think is, shouldn't be it's the case true. because those are like two completely different things. One other thing I would think of is, so we say it's learned behavior. So how does someone start learning this behavior of like being more assertive? I think for me, how I started learning was, okay, getting out of your head, because most of the time I would be in my head having all these thoughts. So getting out of my head and like, okay, instead of like imagining all these things, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, like actually do them. Or maybe I want to speak to this person to find out if there's an opportunity. Yeah, just go and talk to them. The biggest, the, the worst they can, the worst thing they can say is no, mm-hmm. or maybe, uh, yeah, we'll keep you in mind. And also, yeah, that happens the same thing with like looking for work. Yeah. Yeah, you may fear to be rejected, but if you're not being rejected, that means you're not doing anything. You're not putting yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, how would you say you've learned that behavior? So for me, I took all these multiple personality tests online, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to take them, but I took them. And I took them until the point where the results were similar, right? Mm-hmm. The results were similar. And then I was like, okay, so this is who I am, right? And when you take some of these tests, they'll show you your strengths and your weaknesses, So you want to start from there. You want to start from a place where you know who you are and you're comfortable with it. Then you want to go from that place and say, okay, so what are the weaknesses that these profiles have? For example, I'm an advocate in one of these personality tests and Mm -hmm. they'll give you the strength of an advocate and they'll give you the weaknesses of an advocate. So you want to start from there, right? For example, advocates may not want to be in situations of conflict, right? But then this is the real world, you know, it's not a fairy tale. it has to be conflict. Yes. So then for me, I would start looking up um, conflict resolution courses and those kinds of things. So you want to start from there in your areas of weakness, but also boost on your areas of strength. For example, they say um, advocates are good team players, right? So something that, that's something I can brag on or that's something that I can be vocal about. You know, when they say who is good at uh, being in teams, I would put up my hand confidently because I know who I am. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm a, a team player, right? I know this. I've taken the test. I can see. And you know, that's the interesting thing is that when this test tells you you're a team player and you put it in your head, it goes back to, again, um, confidence and esteem. And you tell, my, you tell yourself, I'm a good team player. The next time they're looking for good team players, you're going to be so confident about saying, I'm a good team player because a test told you and you've been putting it in your mind that you are. So for me, I would advise anyone, if you want to start developing these soft skills, you need to know first the canvas you're working with, which is yourself, and not just assumptions. Like ask people, 
Like I've asked you, Javin. Did I not ask you? Like, yes, you have. And I yeah. asked you, you know, what are the things I'm not good at in the workplace? What don't you like? All of this. It's important to get feedback from outside. Then also do a self-examination. Then you can take so many of these online tests. They are free. And then you know, okay, this, this is what I'm working with. And then you start to work on, you know, your weaknesses. For example, you gave me feedback and I have been mm-hmm. actively working on it. And every time I catch myself doing something that, you know, you advised on, I'd be like, no, stop, you know, and then start yeah. the other way. So that's my uh, first and foremost. And I think only um, advice, you know, know who you are and then start to work on the weaknesses and also start to be confident about your strengths and be vocal and be, you know, bold about them. Yeah. So would you say, so what I think from this discussion, I think like being assertive, goes hand in hand with confidence and esteem, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're confident about some things, you're going to speak up about them. Yes. But then I guess to be confident, then you have to seek out these things. You have to like continuously do uh, work on yourself and not just uh, just be there and just assume or oh, maybe I'm, uh, I'm this or I'm that without finding out because i guess you didn't have found out that you're an advocate if you didn't do the personality tests right exactly yeah and i guess also that those tests exist to help you to like narrow down uh the things you're looking at because we can all fit in different boxes but then these psychology tests exist to help you narrow down yes and also to help you like work with what you have in a more particular way than just being all over the place, just imagining, oh, I'm a team player, I'm a what? And when apparently you're not a team player, because most people say they're team players when they're not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if it goes hand in hand with confidence, uh, what do you think can make someone more assertive and confident I'm also speaking from the perspective of that, okay, this is maybe the first time someone is hearing about this yeah. and they're trying to take steps to start that uh, adventure of trying to get out of the passive and submissive yeah, and getting- place that we, we were raised in. I know that my confidence journey has been a very interesting one. So I wasn't yeah. the most confident person and I really had mm-hmm. a low self-esteem for the longest time. And I can mm-hmm. tell you that it's a journey. It's not really a place of arrival. So just knowing that takes off the pressure that I don't have to be all confident today. It's just something that you can mm-hmm. go towards. But I would say the first thing is just know who you are or rather go on to that journey of trying to discover what do I like? What don't I like? You can do this yourself. You can sit down and say, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? Who am I? What do I like to do? And just being comfortable with those things. I think confidence comes from a place of self-comfort. When you're comfortable mm-hmm. in who you are, you can be confident about who you are. So list down all of the things that you like and that things that you don't like, even things that you like about yourself and things that you don't like about yourself. And then you start from there. A journey of self-love mm-hmm. hard because... <laughs> my parents never told me that they loved me they they do but they never told me that they loved me and the love that we received was love of kings and do your homework and it was a lot of tough love so when people tell you self-love you're like oh does that mean i should cane myself you know what what is self-love really 
you know, and yeah. you're getting all of these things, you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is self-love, really? What just came through life? Um, but start to listen to the right messages, I would say, about self-love and confidence. If you want to change your mindset, input equals output. What you put in is what you come out. So if you want to help uh, develop uh, more confidence and learn about how to love yourself and how to be uh, assertive, then I would just start to listen to, there's so many motivational speakers. Personally, I'm a Christian, so I also listen to uh, teachings as well on confidence, on love, on esteem. You start to listen to those kinds of things. And then shortly you'll start to say, you start to have positive affirmations about yourself. The more positive affirmations about yourself, they'll start to show when you talk about yourself. And they'll start mm-hmm. to show in your work. It's a process. That's why I said it's a process. The more you listen, the more your mind starts to agree. And the more your mind starts to agree, the more you start to positively affirm yourself. The more you positively affirm yourself, the more you become confident in expressing yourself and on and on and on. So it's a it's a repetitive cycle of growth, but I would say that's that's the that's how I went about it. I'm also curious, I mean, to to hear about your confidence journey because when we work together, you seemed very confident. I'm very sure <laughs> of yourself. So I'm I'm curious to to learn how you got to that place and how you so, developed that. Yeah. I'm well, thank you. I don't think I was that confident, but I think um uh, something maybe that my personality helps me with is that I don't usually show such things on the outside, but they're in my head going on. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it's panic or but I I wouldn't show it. I think you've seen me panicking. I'm just smiling <laughs> instead of like, actually. <laughs> so that's something maybe that works for me. Uh, but I guess not everyone has that. But I think the confidence is, I think the confidence has come from just working on yourself and being the same thing that you said, like being aware of what you bring to the table yeah, and also being content of what you are not trying to be like a certain person or be a certain thing so you're like okay i am this person and this is what i bring and that's it yeah i may add i may remove but this is what i bring so you don't have uh, confidence issues where you enter spaces where for example people are well versed about certain things that are new so you're not intimidated yeah so I think that's uh, one of the confidence things. And also working on yourself, working on yourself, listening to podcasts, this, because I listen to so many podcasts. I, I think like a week, I listen to like four or five podcasts. I love podcasts yeah. because they're very conversational and they make you realize all this because people are sharing their views, like the way we're having conversations about here. I'm sure someone is going to have, going to hear something they have not thought of before. So that's like another learning avenue. I wouldn't say I read so much because <laughs> I read uh, like reading self-help books. I don't because I already read so much for uh, for school for yeah, yeah for school and research. Yeah, yeah, but just being out there and just making sure like you're content with what you are bringing, and also something is practicing with your friends. 
So I think in our friend group, we are very vocal about certain things. Yeah. So, yeah, being give, practicing with friends whereby you're able to exchange opinions in a respectful way. So that if you get that practice from friends or from people who are close to you, then when actually you need to harness this skill, then it will just come in naturally because you know how to communicate in a respectful but yet clear way. Yeah. So I think that's also something, and also surrounding yourself with the right. Uh, something I've thought uh, I thought about as I was talking about here is um, the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I watched something recently, and they said uh, this is like a job interview prep course, whatever, something like that. And they said, you know, like in the Ugandan culture, it's more of oh please come and like the interview is like literally pleading with the hiring manager, with the recruiter to take you. Yeah. But then you forget that you're also bringing something. Mm-hmm. You bring in human resource, you bring in skills. Yeah. So it's not a pleading case. It's like, okay, I'm also here to evaluate you as well. Mm. They say in your mind, because you know, there's always this, uh, there's always this nervousness before like a job interview or like a, a networking event but if you say okay i'm a consultant i'm a consultant i know what i'm talking about i have the skills i have what it takes yeah. so you come in with that that i don't know the word but you come in with that authority so that goes into the assertiveness of your speech that goes into the tone because you're there you know what you're talking about and you're also there to evaluate them as well. So being aware of what you bring, that's the direction I've taken in trying to make sure that I'm more assertive and I have the right words to say without it being aggressive or passive yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Or passive-aggressive because it's also something. Yeah, something else. I agree. I agree with you. And then what would you think would be like the takeaway from this, so let's say someone's listening, would you think, what do you think is their first step to being assertive? Would you think to take a personality test? What do you think is a good first step? I think a good first step is get to know who you are as of now. Mm-hmm. We can never know who we are in our entirety because that would mean you know the future, which we don't. But as of today, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, even when you are talking about a job interview and knowing that you offer skill and human resource, you have to be confident in what you know to be that confident when you're going into the interview. So I would say, get to know who you are today. And that's very simple. I mean, you can take a personality test or you can do it yourself. You can sit down and be what do I like? What don't I like? Um, what nags me? What makes me happy? Blah, 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 you know. And then start to work on your areas of weakness and start to be more confident or more vocal about your areas of strength and start to speak up, you know, where you need help. Speak up where you can help someone. I would say that's a good first step. And reading resources, listening to podcasts, if you're religious, religious messages, you know, just getting as much good information as possible. I think that that's what I would say is a good first step. True. And also, like, what does, you can ask yourself, what do I gain from, like, being passive? Yeah. Yeah, because look at all the 
maybe the people you admire or people out there, people in your surrounding, being passive doesn't get you anything. Because you have to speak up. If you don't, closed a closed mouth doesn't get fed. <laughs> yeah. What's your advice also? I think a good first step to being assertive is being content like starting with yourself and being content of course doing all the resources and everything but also being content mm. not trying to be something else yeah so you're like i'm this person and this is what i am mm-hmm. once you're content then you can start practicing with your friends by being assertive so instead of if your friend does something you don't you don't appreciate you can say okay i did not appreciate this yeah maybe next time do this instead so i guess that puts you in the uh being able to speak up and not just uh harbor all the all your opinions because i guess being passive is just like i think the way we uh we grew up is that if you're even angry you can't say it you just have to keep quiet like everything is just keep quiet keep quiet yeah so i think that would be like my not advice but a good starting point Mm -hmm. to get yourself to be more assertive to speak up yeah yeah and i guess this also brings us to the end of our episode this week yes what did you think about the episode was really good um tough conversation to have many factors in play but also one that is necessary to have especially in this time that we're in Mm-hmm. true and i guess it's uh, it's a necessary one like you've said uh, without speaking up then you just background noise yeah and well that's a bye from us catch you in the next episode Hey everyone, thanks for listening into episode two of our podcast, Millennial Runs. Um, we're excited about this podcast and we're excited to hear feedback from you. Give us feedback, reach out to us. You can also comment in the SoundCloud comment section. We'll be bringing you um, episodes every Monday, every other week. And have exciting topics lined up, so stay tuned. Mm-hmm.